Bring the energy, bring the energy. I'm trying to record this standing. I recorded on this topic yesterday. Thought it was good enough. Was going to post it today. Re-listen to it. Just the energy wasn't there. Not sure why. Maybe it's usually low energy. Anyway, I'm going to record standing up. Maybe that'll help. Let's get to it. What I want to talk about is this book called How to Be Better at Almost Everything. I'm not going to go through like book quotes of it, but I re-listened to it. This is Pat Flynn, uh, the kettlebell Pat Flynn. He does a podcast with Dan John every week, does a lot of other things, and he had this philosophy of generalism. I don't know if he calls it philosophy, but just this approach to different things. It's how he looked at his fitness approach. And it was what he taught through kettlebells is general physical preparedness, not trying to specialize, and that helps you to build this foundation. There are five principles of generalism. I'm going to go over those today and then kind of talk about how I'm going to use that as a lens for future content that I'm making, Uh, maybe in the short term, but we'll see how it goes. He... In this book, he talks about generalism. This is the opposite of specialization, like hyper-specialization. A similar book is Range by David Epstein, where he talks, he compares, he opens that book with Tiger Woods compared to Roger Federer. Tiger Woods is this hyper-specialist. He grew up with, he was like born with a golf club in his hands. And then he compares that to Roger Federer, who picked up tennis, a little bit later after having tried a bunch of different sports and both of them were able to succeed wildly. The growth story for him was in high school, he was a chubby kid, got made fun of, and then started taking uh, Taekwondo and then learned about kettlebells through Taekwondo, then became very good at that and got in shape and was able to just excel. He's one of the, I think he's like one of the youngest RKC certified kettlebell trainers. He, he passed the 100 snatch in five minute test, I think like when he was like 18 or 19, something like that. But then he looked at starting his business around fitness and realized that if he wanted to do that, he was going to need more skills than just being fit. Like those two things are not tied together, like fitness and business success. Like your fittest friend is not automatically also like the most business-minded friend. And he then looked at people who were successful in fitness and business and could see that what they had were these business skills, things like copywriting, learning to use paid advertising, that sort of thing. He built that skill and then was able to combine that into a successful business that he still runs today, probably like He's probably been doing it for over a decade. And I just admire the lifestyle that he's built where, I mean, first, it's fascinating that he he doesn't really use social media. He does have a fairly large Instagram account, but he's not not an influencer on that really, like in the traditional sense of like fitness influencers, he's not the type that would come to mind. And then he has no Twitter account. Lately, I've been addicted to Twitter. Like, I can't stop using it in, in a bad way. Use it too much. Check it too much. Uh, think about writing on it too much without writing on it. I, I don't, you, at this point, I need to like rethink my use of it so that it's a more positive place for me. But that, that's a, another thing. But I just admire like this business that he's put together. He has this membership site 
with very active members who are it's a very supportive community people and it's built around kettlebells people share their workouts that kind of thing but he's been able to do this and then he had this podcast and still has it and it just seems like he has a very enjoyable day-to-day and that is something to strive for is just getting your career into a place where you're enjoying the day to like it is great to have good vacations peak moments that kind of thing peak experiences but the overall happiness will come from these day-to-day experiences how your day is set up so i think aiming for that is something good and on to the general things in that story there's a few different things i'm going to go through the five principles of generalism he has skill stacking in his story you could see he had fitness and then business skills and, and within those there's different like subcategories so like within fitness within business and then like creating content which is related to business but with podcasting blogging making videos that kind of thing he has this stack of skills so that's number one then finding ways to integrate those skills integration is number two he was able to he doesn't have just like a random membership site to build his business on he mixed his business with his fitness knowledge to create content around fitness that the members are paying for that's an integration of skills and then the next three steps are kind of how you build that skill stack what you want to do is in generalism that doesn't mean you never specialize it's that you specialize for a short short amount of time what he did he specialized in fitness and then he specialized in business and then just like kind of could kind of bounce between those and he also talks about learning to play the guitar and just bouncing between those and specializing and then you can specialize within those things if you say that content creation is part of business skills then you do short term specialization in there to like increase your overall skill set taking the time to do short term specialization is number 3 number 4 is aiming for 80% when you pick a skill that you want to build to add to your skill stack you want to aim for 80% and he says like 80% is just a more of a representation of the goal that you want to get to not something to try and calculate exactly for 80% that oftentimes 80% is can be like much lower than 80% for whatever your your goal is something from the certification that i actually remember was sam his business partner talking about this 80% thing and that if you want to i think he told a story of going ice skating with his niece he had this like ice skating trip with his niece just to like take her out for the day but he needed to get better at ice skating and that meant 80% is really low for like he didn't need to even do a spin it's more like just getting competent competent enough to have fun and that's what he was able to do in in that specific case 80% this was very 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 low with the outcome of i just want to be able to have fun ice skating and 80% is more of this representation of good enough and i like this phrase good enough is good enough and there's going to be some of course that's like a fuzzy definition this is where it can be good to talk to an expert figure out exactly like what point you need to get to and just have the goals in mind that's number 4 aim for 80% and then number 5 is repetition and resistance. So there's the whole thing of 10,000 hours of practice, but then you have the people that say like oh that's stupid. 
but it, it's not just practice. It's 10,000 hours of deliberate practice, good practice. And this is that idea of repetition and resistance. This is just directly in fitness. This is like the core of building strength, building endurance, that kind of thing. You have to do the actual thing. That's the repetition. And then in some way you need to increase the resistance so that you can grow. You can't just continue to do like the same beginner's drill over and over and over and expect to improve. Taking the guitar example, you can't just learn a scale and then just repeat that scale over and over and over without stretching from there, trying to play more advanced songs. That said, on the other hand, you do want to continue to do those basic drills, those fundamentals, and there is room for that. But that can be the warm-up as before you start to do add the resistance. So going back through that, those five things, the two max, I'll just go one, two, three, four, five. Number one, build a skill stack. Number two, find ways to integrate those skills. Number three, short-term specialization. Number four, aim for 80%. Number five, repetition and resistance. And I have been trying to I was trying to like create an acronym for this to to remember it, but the way that I was able to break it down a little more or like categorize it was those first two are macro, like zoomed out things, build a skill stack and find ways to integrate those skills. This is the idea of being better at many things is a better approach than aiming to be the best in the world at one thing, because it's that kind of diminishing returns thing to get from we're talking like 80 20 kind of thing of getting to 80 percent can take just as much time as can can actually be faster sometimes than getting from 80 to 100 percent you can say this is of course very like painting in broad strokes that you can get to 80 percent in three different skills that work together well in the time that it would take you to get to 100% in one of those skills. The way that I thought about this is through mixed martial arts, where if you're going to like do a MMA fight in two years, you're probably better off trying to learn some stand up, some ground game, and just focus on building those two skills in those two years and integrate, like working on the intersection in there than it is to only focus on one of those for the entire time. So that kind of comes to number two of this macro level, the the finding ways. And this also means picking the right skills in your skills stack, that there are some skills that are obvious that you can integrate them. Some can be like novel, but it's generally a good idea to build up one general skill that's easy to integrate with other things, something like communication, some, some, let's say like some form of communications, becoming very good at writing, becoming very good at speaking or being on video, talking, that kind of thing, because that can integrate with any other more specific, like industry specific skill. And getting back to the MMA analogy, this is where like picking the martial arts that you want takes place. And what I wrote here is fencing is not the best base for mma you don't want to be like okay i'm gonna pick two and then try to mix these things together the two i'm gonna pick one grant i'm gonna learn wrestling great great foundation 
And then for my stand-up, I'm going to learn fencing. And unfortunately, that's not the best one to learn. You should do something like boxing, Muay Thai. And that goes to picking the skills that you want to build. And Pathland does have this interesting thing where, like, this is to say, like, not every skill you need to build is has to go toward the business. He still plays the guitar and still practices, and I think he even has like a guitar coach to or instructor to like continue to grow. But he does find, and it's mostly for fun, for leisure. And he's found some ways to work that into the rest of his things, where he'll create like the background music for his own videos. But it's not his main source of income and that's okay. He applied this framework of getting better at something just to have, get to a point where something's more fun. And I think that's a good thing too. Like looking at different forms of leisure that sometimes require building up some skill, the macro again, build a stack of skills. Number two, find ways to integrate those. And then on the other side is this micro. Once you're trying to pick a skill, then you want to specialize for the short term. Number three, Aim for 80%, number four, and then number five is use repetition and resistance. I'm going to use pickup basketball just as a form of leisure, just taking that idea that not everything has to go towards the business. If you wanted to, like you've never really played basketball, you hear about people playing, you watch it, you haven't played. I'm not good at pickup basketball. I'm not good at basketball. I like to, I always (laughs) will say that, but I like to play pickup basketball and this is what I would do. If I were going to try to, if I just want to like, heard basketball can be fun, I want to start playing. Short-term specialization, this is number three. I'm going to decide I'm going to specialize enough in basketball to get to the point where I'm having fun playing with my coworkers or something like that. What you're going to want to specialize in is probably two things. One, you could specialize in just trying to become like this great shooter and you can just spot up in the corner and just be the guy to pass to you hit that that can be pretty fun also it can take a while something that would be easier is just practice layups this is what you're going to specialize in layups and then getting your cardio up and this means you'll be able to just run around get open once in a while and then hit an open layup you'll have fun doing that and then number two aim for 80 percent you don't want to be like a marathon runner you don't need to be a marathon runner to have fun playing basketball and at the same time, you don't need to be like Kyrie Irving as a finisher. Let's say that's 100%. 80%, remember, it just means like good enough is good enough. Just be able to hit an open layup. Then repetition and resistance, this is where you could... I mean, for, for something like cardio, it is... Repetition and resistance is pretty straightforward where you'll find a program that will couch to 5K, something like that. And then it's going to... Week by week, you'll kind of have the same repetitions, but the distance for each run will be a little bit longer. You might have to go a little bit faster. And by the end of it, you'll have better cardio. And then with the layup practice, it can also be a similar thing where you're taking maybe more, you're taking more reps. And then for resistance, you can start to time it to do it, get this many layups with this many misses allowed in some amount of time. And then that can help you to really be able to hit them in a pickup game situation, which is what you're aiming for. Those are the last three steps. Short-term specialization, aim for 80%, repetition and resistance. I'll just say the five steps one more time. 
build a skill stack, find ways to integrate those skills. That's number two. Then when you decide to pick a new skill, that's steps three through five, specialize for the short term, aim for 80% and use repetition and resistance to practice. Oh yeah. Okay. So I did mention that I wanted to use this kind of as my lens for the future. And I think this is something that can work pretty well when doing book notes, uh, podcast notes, that kind of thing. Usually there's a person that's kind of core to whatever the book is. There's characters in books. And then that can be broken down into this. I just finished reading Musashi. I'll do a really quick one as an example of how I can use this as a lens for these things. Build a stack of skills. Musashi was the greatest swordsman, and people dispute that, which probably means he was also a good self-promoter as well. So he has the skill of swordsmanship, marketing, and he did the marketing like through, through right? It was the 1600s, but he was writing books about being a samurai, being a good samurai. And that's why he's remembered probably in combination with being a good swordsman. Number two, find ways to integrate those skills. As mentioned, great swordsman, good at writing, combine that, remembered forever. Number three, short-term specialization. In the book, Musashi, it talks about him like becoming a farmer for, I think, months or a year. And then he's all, always like learning other skills. He learns to paint. He learns how to carve statues, like small statues. Then aim for 80%. He was aiming for 100% with the swordsmanship, but was happy to get to a point with, say, like painting, where he was giving his paintings away as gifts. That's That was his goal for good enough. Be able to, doesn't have to be a master painter in the world, it just needs to be good enough to create a gift. Then number five, repetition and resistance. To become the greatest swordsman in the world, he had one of the highest dual counts. So he was getting the repetition in, and then he tried to seek out better and better opponents uh, to increase the resistance. All of that helped. and. There you go. So that's an example of using these principles of generalism uh, to break down books. Thanks for listening.